Hey, yo, welcome back to another edition of the PHNX Rising Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. I'm Ramon Chavez, and as always, I got my partner here, Owen Evans. How you doing, sir? Well, it's another busy week. I feel like we, again, we just keep saying this, don't we? Um, it doesn't help they are all busy weeks. Uh, big one coming up now on Wednesday, which is tomorrow. I'm losing yes. track of days. Yes, it is. I, <laughs> the, the, the media meetings last year really just threw me. You know what, like that time around Christmas where you just kind of lose track. Oh, of, yeah, everything just blends in. Like yeah. everything just blends into one. And it's like, is it a Thursday or a Monday? I don't know. But hey, you it's... Don't know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you guys are enjoying the fact that we basically have a show every two or three days. So I don't think anyone else is complaining about this. But we love being here uh, with y'all, ready to talk some football, some soccer, some PHNX uh, branded soccer. But yeah, um, as you guys, if you're watching the show live, you can see I got a new vinyl here. Um, I, I will put this out there because I'm trying to be cool with y'all. Is that there's a song in that album right there that's that's uh, named... Uh, that. Let's see. How do I phrase it? There's a song in the album that names the city that Owen will be going to and Rising will be playing at tomorrow. And if you can tell me the name of that of that song in the while we're here on the on the show today, I'll buy you a draft uh, uh, a draft of Four Peaks on Saturday if you're there. No, we'll see. So I'm just gonna throw that out there. I know Owen's not a fan of this, but I'll try to make it a little fun. Um, well, what's it called anyway let's get started with the show we got a great show for y'all today i know Owen's just shaking his head i'll make it fun for yeah. you um got a great show for you guys today obviously we're going to talk about the game uh against oakland tomorrow rising is going up there to northern california it's going to be a fun time um we got some big news as far of uh as far as another player joining the squad of rising of phoenix rising this week actually we just got the news literally hours ago so we'll be talking about that and then, of course, we're going to just talk about a little bit around what's going on with the USL. So um, let's go ahead and get started, Owen. So tomorrow, Rising will head up north, face up, face off against Oakland. Uh, I feel like these teams are kind of in the same, how do I say it? Uh, as far as like the same kind of space, as far as the season is concerned, they're not in the top of the league. They're not in the middle of the pack. They're kind of struggling to kind of get up there. What, what, are, you, what are you expecting to see? with Oakland tomorrow facing off against Rising? Well, I feel as though uh, Oakland, when you look at how they started the season, it was bad. They started the season incredibly poorly and it took a little bit of time for it to all click, but but right now it's, it's clicking. They still have some results here and there that aren't great, but then you look at others where they played like, you know, where they played El Paso a couple of weeks ago and they put four on them before half time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, no, that, that's just... Do you feel like it's a Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing, or what's going on with this team? Eh, I feel like it's just a case where sometimes things won't click on any given day. You know, they're, they're mm. not necessarily putting together a string of bad results now. Um, they really shot themselves in the foot by the way that they started the season to an extent, but mm. they're still in the conversation. They're still right there and thereabouts. And as has been mentioned just now by Pat in the chat, they have an incredibly, incredibly dangerous forward who you really, really have to worry about. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. So if uh, you guys aren't aware, Oakland right now, they're currently in 10th place in the Western Conference, 28 points. But 
the thing that kind of will maybe hamper them the further we get along the season is the fact that they've had they have a few more games in hand than maybe the rest of the Western Conference. They played 23 games so far, and they've only managed to get 28 points. So uh, if Rising can get a result here, you know, it can kind of cut into their lead a little bit, and and they can kind of start thinking about maybe that seventh or sixth uh, place in the Eastern uh, in the Western Conference for the last last spot. So. Uh, Oakland is two, two, and one uh, in their last five games. Uh, Owen, like you said, they had that big win against El Paso, uh, but then you see other performances that are not so great. So, what can you know? Since we're already talking about the players here, uh, besides Otar Carlson, is there anybody else that you can kind of pinpoint and say you got to watch out for this guy? Uh, there are a few guys. I mean, Charlie Dennis sticks out as someone who does create a lot of chances. Um, mm. Uh, and even beyond that, I've got a list somewhere. Uh, where's my list? I mean, Juan Azucar is a good player as well. Uh, got a Rito as well. These, these are guys who are, you know, <laughs> they're pretty dangerous for you. Look, it, it's there's just a lot of things about Oakland's team that worry me very specifically um, <laughs> going into this matchup. But you know what? Let, let's we'll take a little bit from Rick. Obviously, we had the press conference today. Mm-hmm. Let's take a little bit from Rick now. I did ask him. Obviously, Rising did reasonably well against Oakland last year, although they did uh, manage to drop points in the game at Las Positas College. Thankfully, we're not going back to Las Positas. Um, so let's take a little look to what he had to say about the, the changes they've seen. I think this year they're far more expansive in their football. In their 3-4-2-1, they really open up the game. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Lothar, I can't remember his last name, up front is a nine. He's a difference maker in this league. He's clinical probably shouldn't be really in this league. I think I wouldn't be surprised if he's back in Europe next year. Um, uh, both of their wingbacks are very, very solid. And that's the biggest difference is the change to primarily a back three uh, with Barbier, Fuenmayor, and, and uh, Clementa. And then they've got, obviously, Fisore and Hernandez in the middle that kind of dictate the game for them. So uh, those two are very good in possession. I think last year they were probably a little bit more connected. This year they're more dynamic and they've picked up guys that can really get forward on transition. They can really run with speed. Um, you know, Juan's opened up the game. I, he liked the 3-4-3 and the 3-4-2-1. He played that when he was assistant coach at Indy. Um, so I, I'm not surprised that they're more expansive. Right. So just something to note in there and the way that Rick's describing how they play. I fear that this will really cause some problems for Phoenix Rising just in the nature of the system they run and also obviously some problems that Rising currently have themselves. So the way that Oakland play, you need to really expect that they're going to push those fullbacks up. They're going to attack with those fullbacks. They've got a center forward and two kind of attacking midfielders behind him. And, what you've got the problem there is that you've kind of got five people spread out across. They're spreading you out across the width. And if you're coming up against a back four, that's going to cause you some problems because, you know, as I said, they've got five guys against four defenders. So mm-hmm. really there, you'd really hope that you've got a bit of help from midfield, especially in those transitional moments. You've got a number six who can kind of slot back. The problem you've got there right now is that Kev Lambert is suspended for this game on Wednesday. He's picked up too many yellow cards. He's picked up a one-game suspension. So now, from Phoenix Rising's perspective, you need to work out how you're going to counter them knowing that the guy who's arguably your most important defensive midfielder isn't at your disposal 
And and so who's going to slot in? Who really slots into that role? Who can do it? Who can do it as well as Kev Lambert does it? Because I don't know who can do it quite as well as Kev Lambert does it. It's that kind of a problem. Sometimes those suspensions really catch up with you. Um, and so it, it's definitely an area for concern. Quite how Rick's going to approach it, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do know that the conversation in recent weeks has of course been that they're going to look at trying to keep things in the same system now you know rick has has come into the talk about you know look we made all the changes in the past we need to put that in the past now we just need to work on executing and making sure that we're doing what we do correctly rather than trying to adjust too much in terms of changing up the formation changing up the system all of that Mm-hmm. So if we presume that Rising is sticking with a back four, then you really have to question who is going to be the number six. How are they going to do it effectively? How are they going to nullify that kind of five-pronged threat that Oakland have? Yeah, and that's that's one of the things I was going to comment that looking at their system and, and looking at the way they play, this may be the worst time for someone like Kev Lambert to miss a game because he does so much and uh, defensively co- covers so much ground. Uh, covers for a lot of the defense, uh, mis- the defensive mistakes that are left out there that he has to kind of clean up for the rest of the team. So for him to miss this game, that's kind of my worry, leaving those gaps open. And who's going to pick up the slack? Is it Quinn? Is he going to kind of slot back a little bit more, um, play more defensively? But when you do that, you take away what he does best, which is his offensive ability, his his uh, ability to ping the balls forward to, to, uh, uh, to the forward. So... This is it's going to be a bit of a chess match to see how, uh, you know, Shantz uh, adjusts to the system that Oakland's going to bring and, and see what's going to be in store tomorrow. So uh, segueing to my next question, what's going to be the middle three? You know, we uh, I see on the chat here we have Kose, Carlitos and Harris. I don't think that's going to be the middle three. I don't know about that one, but uh, I, I expect Kose to remain there. Uh, I'm not sure if Anguiano is the answer to Lambert being missing. Uh, so Kose Quinn, who's the other guy? I feel as though if uh, if if Carlos was the answer to, I think we'd be in for a bad time. And again, mm-hmm. that's that's no slight on Carlos, but he's not Kev Lambert. He's not yeah. that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd be really worried about being overrun physically in the midfield if it featured mm-hmm. both Carlos and Kose. I don't think you can put both of those in the midfield at the same time, but. Yeah, there are some real other problems there. Because what do you do? I mean, I see Reese here saying Haugli could come in. It's possible. I um, love Haugli in the midfield. I've been saying it, but I, if he wants to play that. And yet the conversation that we've had as well in the past is we don't want to see Joey Kalistri in the midfield. No. And yet I think that that's a realistic option. I think that it's something that we may well see. Um, To Michael's point here about what does he see in Kose, he actually did bring Kose up. Uh, quite a bit in terms of chance creation this this past uh, week where he, he thought that he was doing well. I believe he said he was dropping into the half space as well. He was doing a lot of what he had to do outside of the area that helped with chance creation mm-hmm. um, for the team this week. Because obviously, look, we've been talking about the fact that while this past weekend was very good in terms of creating opportunities, they created a lot of chances that were perhaps high percentage chances and just didn't finish them. Obviously, mm-hmm. in the past, that hasn't been the case. Rising's expected goals, totals is per shot is pretty poor, right? When we look at the number of shots they've taken, they're at the top of the league. But when you look at the expected goals per shot, 
they're at the bottom of the league. So mm-hmm. it, it's last weekend was a slightly refreshing one on that. It was just the finishing was missing, but I, I don't know. I feel as though I, I feel like we both agree. We don't want to see Joey Kalistri in central midfield. We feel that his, you know, he is better served put in other positions, but at the same time in this situation, I do fear that that might be the move that happens. Yeah. And looking at the lineup here, if, if you don't have Lambert there, uh, if, if we're not comfortable put, putting on piano there, granted, I, I don't think he's even started a game this season. So uh, it's, it's tough. Yeah. Cause if it's not him and you're not putting Howley in, which you could now, because I don't know if uh, uh, the new, you know, the uh, kid that they brought in is ready to play. But if you put Howley in the middle, you you kind of free up Quinn in a sense, kind of let him do his thing and then put Koza in there. I'd be comfortable with that, you know, midfield to to start. Um, but other than that, I don't know. It's it's going to be Howley or Kalistri if, uh, if Angiano's not ready to go either. So it's, <laughs> it's pretty tough. Yeah, it's... I, I see your point on Carlos. I believe he started in the cup. Um, there you go. Against, yeah, yeah. He did start in the cup game away to Sacramento um, in that midfield, and that midfield didn't quite work. I mean, Luis is another option mm-hmm. uh, if he's good to go. Um, uh, he could be the option, but again, I, yeah. I I do slightly worry there that I just don't think you can replace Kev Lambert, and that's a testament to the player that he is. Mm-hmm. It's a testament to what he does in that midfield that you will never really manage to replace him when you have to take him out of the squad yeah uh, so it will be a tough one no matter what but this yeah. game is a really tough one yeah no and there's no way you know they could replace lambert you know someone like that is is irreplaceable um you know i'm i'm thinking maybe quinn and Koze kind of just leaving them back as pivots and just letting say us if he does start kind of just be more of that eight ten role maybe i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens tomorrow um, but an interesting dilemma <laughs> for sure. Um, any other uh, updates from the press conference, Owen? Yeah, so uh, one bit of good news for those of you who are looking on Arturo Rodriguez's return. He is back in full training. So there's some good news Ooh. there. He won't be available for this game. They're hoping he may be available by Saturday. Probably not fully match fit by that point, but he is very near to recovery, which of course matches up with what we heard on the weekend. Um, it, it's, Hey, it, it's, it's getting there. It's getting there. And that's good news. It's good yeah. news because Arturo's spark is something they've missed when Arturo is playing at his best. He is a fantastic player in the attacking midfield. You just have to hope that you can get him back soon. Um, other than that, of course, we did have a little bit of talk, uh, it come up in the press conference after the match on Saturday about positivity. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be the focus at the moment from Phoenix Rising Management. They want to kind of drive people towards positivity. Here is that full answer. I know some of you will have seen it already on social media, but for those of you who haven't, let's just take a listen. Uh, there's no energy vampires allowed in the building. If you come in here with your head down and you come in with a bad attitude or, or you're negative or you're yelling at people during training, I'll ask you to leave. Um, it's just that simple. And if I have to ask you to leave multiple times, then you're going to have to find another club to play for. It's, um, I won't accept it. I'm not going to, you know, continue to coach this club and and run this club with, with just an aura of negativity. So we have to turn it from the inside out. And if we start from the inside, 
and we make it a positive environment, um, I, I think that the results will show on the field. And then once we start getting results, you know, hopefully we turn uh, everybody in our favor. I think for the most part, people are supportive and they're behind the team and behind the club. Um, but it's, it's really about the energy and the aura you that, that you put off, you know, as a human being, your heart has a lot of energy and has a lot of power. And when you're around people, if you can have a positive aura and you can have a positive energy, you can actually change the, the energy and the positivity in a room yourself. And, and then those guys then can expand that out to the club and then the fans and to everyone. But um, it, it's amazing if you're a positive thinker and you believe that good things will happen to you and you work hard for it, um, what can, what can be achieved? And I think that, you know, rather than constantly second guess and constantly willow and, and have self pity, um, it was time to just roll up the sleeves and say, Hey, we can have bad moments, but there's no bad days. And, and that's been my approach. Have you seen more of a positive um, mentality in general within the team over these last, I guess, two or three weeks, three draws now, kind of building some momentum? Absolutely. Of course, immediately after a 0-0 game, when, when you've taken 27 shots, there's a bit of frustration. But again, you know, they have to look at the fact that they did get a shutout. They got a clean sheet. Um, they played the way we want the game to be played here. And that's it. You know, as long as everyone is on the same page, everyone approaches the game with the same mentality, uh, you can achieve many great things. And I think that is very, very important. I've had a lot of individual meetings over the last four or five days uh, before we went to Louisville. And I made it very clear um, that if there's any negativity coming from within the locker room, whether it's social media, whether it's spreading rumors or, or talking to people negatively about the team, then you won't be here. And, and I just, I won't accept it and we're going to move on and we're going to continue to be positive. And the guys that are going to play and perform are going to have a positive attitude. And, and I'm excited about that. Okay. So Ramon, obviously I got to hear this earlier as it was being said, I, I'm going to leave the initial reaction here to that and to what you think is going on up to you. Uh, I understand why he's saying what he's saying. I completely understand it. Now, does it sound cliche? A little bit, a little bit. But I understand why he's saying it. Uh, th there's issues within the club. And, you know, by the way he's explaining things, there's obviously issues within the players and, and you know, his staff. And as far as keeping positive and, and maybe what it's being said while they're there, they realize the state that they're in. Uh, they, I think everyone realizes that, that, uh, that they're better than what the record, what their record says. But I don't know, man, like these, these are professionals, you know, like it's not, I don't feel like when you, when you start telling people, Hey, be positive or get out, it kind of seems like you're in a classroom. Like it, it doesn't really warrant the professional environment. Now, I don't know. I'm not in that. I've never been a coach. I've never been in that professional environment, but to me, that's how it sounds. Now, how, how the players respond, it's up to them. I understand why Rick is saying what he's saying. Maybe he's tired of the negative attitude that's in within the club, but it, it, it can go both ways. The, the way he's explaining it. I feel as though there's look, and I'm I'm gonna say I'll preface this by saying right, I'm reading into this. I'm trying to work out what some of these comments suggest. We've been talking for weeks on this show about the fact that we don't personally believe, um, and the indications that we've been getting are 
that things have not been at their best, let's say, in the locker room. Mm -hmm. uh, in return, we are told repeatedly that things are united. Um, you know, these are the kind of words we hear in the press conferences. Well, actually, the locker room is united, mm -hmm. or that the boys would kind of do pretty much anything that Rick wanted them to do. Now, I'll at least say on those points now, if you are having to get to the stage of, you know, you're not just kind of implying that there's a, a real threat to people who are dissenting voices, but you are out, outwardly, you know, saying if you are negative, if, you know, all of this, you will have to find somewhere else to play and you've got that threat out there, mm -hmm. it, it kind of suggests the opposite. It doesn't make it seem as though everyone is quite as united there. And at the end of the day as well, it's almost like a, it feels almost like an admission when you start going around and saying, well, we had to have individual meetings with players to tell them about, you know, making negative comments online or making negative comments to people outside of uh, the organization. Mm. Um if you're going to have to have those individual meetings, it kind of suggests that people have been doing so, which again, it goes against the narrative that at least has been being pushed. Um, it, it's, it's just a complicated one. I feel as though yeah. right now, the question to me is, is this coming too late? Mm -hmm. um, because when it gets to a point where you have to, threaten people that look you'd better be positive or that's else what it sounds like honestly right. yeah and that's that that's never you know <laughs> you can't kind of sit there and expect people to say look you know smile or leave which yeah. is kind of i it generally suggests that things have broken down to an extent that you have to have that conversation look there are much more you know, I guess milder ways of going about it if you genuinely believed that everything was in good shape. Mm -hmm. There are ways of, look, you can have a conversation about the need for positivity where you need to attach the stick to it, you know, the the idea of the consequence if you aren't being positive. It almost suggests that things have decayed quite a bit. Yeah. And that's where some of the problem there is, is... Look again. You're gonna if you have to threaten people's jobs if they're not positive, it suggests that there's a real, real lack of positivity already in the group, and that's just that's not just confidence. Not by what was said in those answers. It's not just a confidence issue. Yeah, for sure. And and you know to add some context, so it's been a tough season. I'm sure, like I said earlier, it's nobody's happy with the position that they're in. So I don't think this is something that's been said for the first time it's something that he's been trying to you know make sure that it's sticking out there but and he's in a tough position as well so i can definitely see maybe why it's gone to this point you know because he is basically trying everything to to keep this group together and to move them forward now what solves this issue winning <laughs> if the winning starts on the field i think we're going to hear less and less of these conversations of like hey be positive or hey you know there might be some issues in the locker room you know if, if the points are there and the winning is there i think this conversation ends right there go ahead but that's a very simple way of looking at the almost symbiotic relationship between these two as yeah. scott actually says here which is you know yes winning can get you over it but how do you win 
Yeah. You normally need to have something involved there. And look, it, it's a question of, and I, I know our chat has strong feelings on this. Um, mm-hmm. They have for quite some time now. So I don't think that the stuff that's being mentioned in here is a shock to any of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's, you hit the point where it's just, can they turn it around always is the yeah. question. And at some point it goes too far. Um, unless you're going to ultimately really reshape the squad. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But hey, let, let's end on a slightly positive one. I'm just really intrigued. I feel like, should, should I ask Rick tomorrow, which, because I'm just intrigued where he's got the uh, the comment of what was it? Uh, what was the, what was vampire something? Energy vampire, was it? Or That's from uh, that movie with the vampires, right? <laughs> what was it? I'm just kidding. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I'm just, Is that from somewhere? I'm just confused. I, I don't know where on earth this vampire thing has come from. <laughs> it's, it's energy vampire. I can see it in the chat here. Someone's brought it up. You know, so. I just, I'm, I'm just confused. I, I, I'm intrigued. That's, that's. <laughs> you read it somewhere. Anyway, let's uh, shelf this conversation. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Um, all right, Owen. We got some news today about a new loanee joining Rising uh, from LA Galaxy. Uh, tell us about him. Uh, what can we expect? Uh, he has some pretty big credentials. Uh, uh, U.S. national team under 20. Uh, he just took part of the CONCACAF Cup, which the U.S. won. Played a few games there. What can you tell us about Marcus? Yeah, so Marcus Fakranis. Um, He is a U.S. under 20 international, as you said. We spoke about him last week, of course, a bit. If you want to go back and take a listen there, we went in a little bit more in depth. Um, he's someone who... I can't say I was hugely impressed with his statistics, but I understand that as a player coming in, um, he's, you know, he's got pedigree. He, he's not, this isn't, it doesn't feel the same as when Lamin Jaune came in and we looked at the guy and in the nicest possible way said, who? Mm-hmm. Um, we it, could it's... find him on social media. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm just uh, we can find him on social media. It's a good start. Yeah, um, he's a player that we know is all right at possessing the ball in the uh, opposition half. So that's he's better at that than most other players on Rising's team. He's mm. someone who has struggled for game time with Galaxy Two this season, but was a pretty big uh, member of their team last year. Um, I wonder, to Pat's question here, I'm not entirely sure what the plan is. Because we've been hearing about Marcus Fakranis now for over a week almost, really, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Or around about a week at least. Yeah, when I was on Twitter, some guy from, it was like an Orange County account was saying... Oh my God, we're talking about Logan on the PHNX Rising podcast. I, 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 I didn't say the name. I just said some guy from Orange County. He was already calling it. But it's that's Logan. They, it's Logan. Everyone in the chat here will know exactly who Logan is. I'm new to this, so y'all uh, gonna just me in. Yeah, but the, who who would have guessed? Who would have guessed that 16 year old Logan from Orange County is the uh, in the know? He's breaking the news. <laughs> um, from what I've seen, you know, I saw a little bit of him during the U20 uh, tournament for the Concacaf. You know, he strong athletic you know something that you definitely need uh in the back line <laughs> uh yeah i'll try to refrain christian and oh when you, you try as well but uh you know it's a bit I, late I, now i've already said it um <laughs> you're the one that said i say i had no idea uh but it, yeah like you're saying it seems like he's been struggling he was signed to a first team contract from what i'm reading uh to play with galaxy 
Sorry, my dog is just right here. Um, and uh, he hasn't been able to make his debut, and he's only played twice with uh, with uh, Los Dos. So it's not – he's kind of stuck in this in-between spot, and I think which kind of made him available. Um, and so I'm sure – I hope that he's coming here to get some playing time So uh, because I know I know he'll be motivated. But from what I've re- read and from what I've seen, um, he's, he's a blue-chip prospect. You know, he's he, – you know, he's obviously that's why he's in the national team. That's why he's getting playing time there. Uh, but he's just young right now. And so maybe that's what that's what he needs. Indeed. Well, it's it's just a question then, of course, of look, a lot of these young players, they can be great to take gambles on. They can be great to uh, bring in for depth, especially um, mm-hmm. at this level. The problem, again, is that, again, you're rising chasing points. Um You'd ideally hope that acquisitions at this time of year would have more of an impact. They'd be mm. people that you'd know would have an impact. And I'm not saying, I'm not suggesting he won't have an impact. We've yeah. yet to see him take the field for Phoenix Rising. We need to see that before we make a judgment on him. But it feels as though it's a gamble. It's an understandable gamble in the sense, again, this guy has clearly some degree of pedigree if mm. he's playing for uh, age level national teams for the u.s so clearly there's something there the question is is he what this team needs right now um and that's a question that hopefully we'll have answered in the next couple of weeks but until that point i don't know um meanwhile i'll just say in the chat uh if anyone wants to send some super chats in maybe ramon will uh start with the dog content coming soon I don't know. She's uh she's sniffing around right now. But uh <laughs> maybe we need to maybe we need to do you know those videos where they do the uh predictions? With the dog, like just give them yeah. Like, I'll try. We'll start doing those with you. We'll get we'll get some send us the videos in uh tomorrow. <laughs> we'll get those on the PHNX Rising uh right. Twitter account. Bella, come here. Say hi if you can. No? Okay, she doesn't want to. I tried. Maybe at the end of the show. But uh so it's um, a vote for Oakland then. She's walked away from you. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, before we talk about our friends at OGs, uh, let's do some quick predictions, Owen. Uh, what are you thinking for tomorrow's game? Oh, well, I'm not too convinced. Um, I'm worried about the system that Oakland runs and the danger they pose in that system. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll also say that for anyone who's interested in making money, uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook app have a rising as a pretty big underdog. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm not too convinced. Right? People talking here about uh, Juan Guerra. He's, of course, suspended for the game tomorrow. Unfortunately, he was sent off on Saturday's match. So he will not be on the touchline for tomorrow's game. But, yeah, there's some um, 4-1 Carlson. I was going to say, hat-trick or half-time? Half-time? 4-0 up against El Paso. I think it's a hat-trick is what he's suggesting. That's what there. I'm really scared I of, know. yeah. So I, I'm not sure if Rising can go up there and get the victory, but... If they do, it's going to be close. So uh, we'll see. But here's the thing we haven't talked about. They have kept two clean sheets the last two games, one against Louisville, once against Sacramento. Make that what you will, but it is a clean sheet. So uh, that's why Ben Lunt was chosen as the uh, keeper of the week for USL Championship. So, you know, take that as you will. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow um, in Oakland. All right, y'all, let's talk about our friends at OGs for a quick bit. If you haven't, yeah, make sure to check them out at their website, which is ogsbrands.com. Uh, they actually just launched their first ever limited edition uh, seasonal flavor, which is pina colada, which is a, per- a perfect pineapple and creamy coconut blend. So if you guys want to check them out, again, it's ogsbrands.com. You guys can get your product there. And if you're on social media, like I am all the time, you guys can follow them on Instagram at 
at OG's Brands. And they always have cool stuff there. So make, make sure to check them out. And also, you can uh, find their products at your local dispensary. And remember, you must be 21 years or older to purchase their product. Yes, sir. Big social media kid that you are, Ramon. Big, big old, yeah, big old social media. I'm on that uh, chocolate. Speaking of social up. media, go ahead, speaking go ahead. of social media, actually, <laughs> shouldn't we uh, give a little plug? How far along are we coming with the old uh, PHNX underscore underscore rising Twitter? Last thing? I saw, we were at 632. I'm trying to get rid of this thing. We're Y'all got He wants to get rid of <laughs> I'm like, come on. Actually, uh, shout out to, I think it was Michael. Thank you for purchasing it and, and shouting us out on Twitter. I really appreciated that. Uh, let me double check here. I got the, oh, there we go. We're at 631. All right, so not a lot of change. Getting there. Come on, guys. If you aren't following me already, make sure to follow. If you've got any burner accounts, you can follow us with those as well. But, you know, it's <laughs> hey, okay. That's what the D-backs and the Cardinals are doing. So, you know. Help us out, but uh, anyway. Anyone wants to go create some bots that just follow us? That's perfectly acceptable. I'm not sure whether Twitter would see it that way. I'm not sure whether Elon Musk would see it that way. But hey, it's okay. We're giving you permission. Yeah, I thought Elon wasn't buying it no more. I don't know what's going on. I gotta keep. No one knows anymore. (laughs) All right, y'all. So let's talk about some uh, some stuff that's going around the USL. We do have three, four games tomorrow. Jeez. Okay, USL, I see you. Plus the U.S. Open Cup semifinal between Sacramento and Sporting Kansas City. So before we talk about that one, let's talk about the four games that are going on tomorrow, uh, which is Legion hosting Loudon, RGV Toros hosting Hartford. Um, We got course oakland hosting rising and then we got las vegas against san antonio so any of those besides the rising ones stand out to you owen well i'm getting the odds up now so we can talk about these as we go on through so birmingham legion against Loudon. birmingham of course uh suffered a loss to fc tulsa this past weekend which uh mm-hmm. it was in birmingham that one that's a tough game for them will they bounce back against Loudon? against Loudon, you'd have thought so mm-hmm. they are not a very good team um, no comment on which Western Conference team they beat at home, but uh, they are not a very good team. So to me, I'm taking Birmingham Legion there. They're also very heavily favored. Uh, they're at minus 240. So yeah, I don't know. If you think that Loudon can pull off the upset there and walk into that stadium and come out with three points, plus 450. Look at that. Maybe. That's not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, then we look at some of the other games. What have we got here? RGV against Hartford. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the one that's interesting to me. And I mean, Michael here is saying like he's, he's falling asleep. Um, I, I don't blame him. Um, but here we go. This will be if you want my bet of the day, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with this one for my bet of the day. I'm going to give you. I, and I'm not saying necessarily it'll happen, but I feel like it's possibly the uh, the one. We've got a $5 shout out to Pat Moses here, by the way. Sorry. Um, Why are you doing this? Pat's sending in five. You got to show the puppy now. It's, go. Let me see. She doesn't want to. There we go. There you go. Hello. <laughs> there we go. All right. She's not having it. There we go. That's all you got. Thank you, Pat. Appreciate the super chat. <laughs> I'll so put a picture on Twitter so that, way, that way you guys can see it. Anyway, go ahead. So here's what I'm going for in that one. I think this is a, a decent enough bet. I think that a plus 160 Hartford on a draw, no bet. Mm. So not too risky. If that game ends a draw, then you get your stake back. It's fine. Um, but I feel that Hartford have a chance at least of coming away. The result there, RGB have not been great. Uh, neither have Hartford, of course. Um, but hey, 
you never know. To me, it's a better chance of an upset than some of these other games here. Uh, Phoenix Rising against Oakland. We've just been speaking about this one. If you want the specific odds, I'll run through them. Oakland at minus 105. A draw is plus 270. Rising at plus 220. So there you I go. Would take that, 220? I don't know. You never know. You never know if Rising can. You never know. You never know. Um, and then we've got Vegas against San Antonio. It's got to be uh, San Antonio, surely. Yeah, the way I mean, they're playing, I don't see them losing. Play, you know, it's, it changes things, but never. I know don't see it. them losing that game at least. Maybe a draw, but I don't mm-hmm. see them losing that game. I mean, I don't really see a draw either. Uh, yeah. But if you do think that Vegas Lights can get a result there, plus three twenty on a Vegas Lights win, plus two eighty on the draw. San Antonio minus one forty five. So. The score prediction. Did we give score predictions earlier today? Sorry for the uh, Oakland Rising one. Um, I said uh, 1-0 Rising. I'm... You said 1-0 to Rising. Mm-hmm. You know what? You can get on 1-0 Rising seriously now. 13-1. to one. Mine just Go, s- go slap that money on. Come on. Come on, Ramon. I mean, Put John the money in the man. I'm in town. <laughs> I knew he was going to be able to take um, Some of the other predictions we've had in here are 2-1 uh, from Christian. Just threw that one in there. So that's 11-1 uh, to 1 at the moment on DraftKings. Um, there was some real... 8-0 Oakland. I can't give you an 8-0. They don't give me 8-0. Uh, I'm sorry, Reese. Um, Pat Moses, 2-0. Is that... I mean, you put it at 0-2, so I'm taking it. That's to rising. Um, Positive Pat. I like it. That's 20-1. to 1. Um, there's some other ones here. Three one to Oakland came up earlier. That would be thirteen to one. Four one to Oakland one to one. is thirty to one. That's a, a Carlson hat trick. Carlson I wish hat-trick. they did goal scoring in USL, but no. unfortunately no. And uh, this comment here saying a three one rising win, twenty two to one. So uh, yeah, you got to be positive in this chat, otherwise. No. Positive odds. We're always positive odds. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, so if you guys want to get in on the betting, make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. If you guys want to bet on the odds that Owen just let you know, you guys can use pr- uh, promo code PHNX. And when you make your first deposit, you get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. And make sure to check out the show notes for details. So. Uh, that way you guys can get informed. But yeah, make some money. Make some money. Use it for the super chat. Use it for some uh four peaks. Uh <laughs> uh some four peaks beer. You guys can check them out. And actually, speaking of four peaks, uh the the rest of the crew of the PHNX uh the squad, I think all the shows except for ours is gonna be at four peaks tomorrow. But that's not because we don't want to be there, it's because uh, we can't be out there that late after the, the post-game show. So you guys can check them out uh, tomorrow at the 8th Street location in Tempe all day, literally all day from like 10 to uh, like 6 or something. But you got the Coyotes, you got PHNX Bats, the Suns Podcast, PHNX Sun Devils, the Cardinals, the D-backs. There's never a dull day at PHNX, and especially if you're hanging out at Four Peaks Brewing Company. So check them out tomorrow if you guys can stop by for lunch, you know, get a beer or something. Um, you guys would be helping us out, and you guys can meet the rest of the squad. Now, we're also going to have a show. There's also tomorrow. drink specials, sorry. Just just to oh. point out as well, there will be drink specials, so make sure to tell them that you are there with the PHNX gang, and I believe you can get some uh, slightly cheaper pints. Just tell them, Owen sent me. And they're like, who's Owen? <laughs> and you're like, Owen. 
<laughs> from phnx rising don't you know uh, who i am <laughs> <laughs> just bring your phnx scarf and just like flip it around like you know who i am <laughs> uh, yeah it'll work out exactly like that but yeah check them out if you guys can we are gonna have a show tomorrow a post game show but like i said it's really it's gonna be really late <laughs> so that's why we're not able to do it from four peaks but uh you guys can check them out uh check us out after the game uh at oakland and uh yeah hopefully it's a positive game uh and positive result i mean Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we've got to look at. I, I know there's a few comments in here about the pitch. I've heard the pitch is actually a bit better this year, that lady. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the pitch is going to be a bit better, apparently, than it was when they first played there last year. Um, it will still be bright and fluorescent, so it's good. I don't need to bring any lighting with me because I'm sure that the nice fluorescent grass, <laughs> grass uh, will, you know, kind of get me there. Uh, Scott Scott is correct here, by the way. Sorry that they, uh, they only know if you mention the double underscore. Yeah, if you say one, they kick you out. So better you better add that second one. So I'm just kidding. No, they won't. But but yeah, make sure to check them out. Uh, Bonnie here, rising one zero. I'm trying to be optimistic. Thank you, Bonnie. See, look at that. Some some great energy here in the chat. So I always appreciate that. Um, <laughs> overrated. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, make, make sure to check them out tomorrow at Four Peaks if you guys can go. All right, Owen. Anything else you want to talk about today? I feel like we've kind of hit all of the uh, the big ones here, especially because it's going to be another another week of a uh, too much to talk about, too much going on, kind of just uh, you know. <laughs> That's it's, a, it's just all coming thick and fast. We don't get a time to. Wow! Look at that! Wow! Okay, yeah, I'll be positive about it. Anyway, I'll stop. I'll stop. But yeah, uh, this, uh, oh, yeah. See what, I'll give you one more one more set of odds here because there was one more request in here. It. What was it? it? Rising two nil. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's twenty to one. So there you go, Scott. put it in. There we go. Dial it in. <laughs> All right, y'all. So that's it for tonight's show. We really appreciate you tuning in. Like I said, we're gonna have a show on Wednesday, and I believe we're gonna have another show on Friday before the game on Saturday. So game show, another game, beer show, beer, and then game so that's the that's our weekly schedule uh from now on uh but <laughs> um all right owen well thank you so much it's uh, there for all the information always appreciate you uh hope you have a great trip tomorrow no no delays hopefully should we get some should we get some energy vampire t-shirts oh i'm sure we could <laughs> have stuff in it's then. becoming an awful joke in the chat now um i give up right no it'll be Hey, look, eventually something has to turn Wait, around. Scott, probably. I do not owe you a beer. Someone else answered it, and I want to get to the bottom. I think it was someone Who, else. Well, you're not getting it for Reese, because Reese is a child, and I think he was the first event. Maybe? No, it was someone what was else. The an- what was the it. answer? Give us the answer. So the answer is Telegraph Avenue. Um, so um, yeah, good, Telegraph funny. Avenue. Michael. There you I go. I you this early. Sorry, Scott. But uh, if I see yeah, you, in yeah. this month, I'll try to get you something, too. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Reese, I, no, I wasn't going to get you a beer. Sorry, Reese. I knew you were yeah. underage. But, yeah, candy bar, maybe. All right. All right, y'all. That's it for us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back tomorrow. Until then, be well, stay safe, and see you next time.